Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is my lovely guest, Zuriel Gibson, and she is a lupus warrior, but here's a little bit more about her. She's a lupus survivor, advocate, actress, coach, and nonprofit thriver. Zuriel Gibson is the eldest of five children who was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, She was often declared as the different one and shunned due to the vastness of her dreams. Her passion has contributed to her success as the CEO of Blue Wings Home Health Services and more than 15 years as an industry fashion and print model. The doctors diagnosed Zuriel with lupus and said that she wouldn't live past the age of 24. Due to lack of knowledge and resources at the time, she immediately thought that her dreams were no longer attainable. Life was over. After many bouts with depression, pain, addictions, and hospital stays, she became discontent and decided to use her pain to propel her into her purpose. As a lupus survivor, and advocate, she has become a much sought after speaker. Her message, there is purpose in your pain, has been shared on numerous media outlets, such as the Kingdom Broadcast Network, Destiny Channel TV, Something Good is About to Happen, and the Ladies Room Radio Broadcast and more. And without further ado, let's welcome the woman of the hour, Zuriel Gibson. Hello, hello. How are you? I am doing well. And thank you so much for being here today and just being transparent and vulnerable about your journey with lupus. So let's start off by telling the listeners as well as the viewers, what is lupus? Because I know when people Google it, so many different things pop up in Google and not everything is factual in Google. Unfortunately, Um, but they do seem to be on point a lot of the times. But (laughs) so my definition of lupus in layman's terms is your body's attacking itself. It's basically trying to kill yourself because lupus is your body confused. It is your immune system, which is meant, which was built and meant to protect you from foreign bacteria like the flu and pneumonia and things like that. But instead of protecting all those outside things coming in, it looks as your inside as if it's foreign and it attacks the inside, which is why it affects people differently because it affects all the affects all the different organs from your face to your skin to your heart to your lungs to your brains, etc. So your body is basically attacking itself. And um, it's also an autoimmune disease, and there are various types of lupus. Like I know my little cousin who had lupus, she passed away in 2015, and she was only 20. She had lupus nephritis, which is Uh affecting the kidneys. So what strain of lupus do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I was diagnosed with the um, SLE. And I always say the SLE because saying those words out of my mouth is just hard to pronounce half the time. (laughs) 
the full spectrum, but SLE is the most popular one, the one on top of the spectrum. So um, it's when it's when your organs basically are more than just your kidneys, it's going through your entire system when your system's trying to shut down. And when you were first diagnosed, did you ever feel like you were misdiagnosed or they told you it was something else other than lupus? Because sometimes when you see your PCP, your primary care physician, they may not always test for lupus because it's not something that is done in the blood workup and the regular panels. It is not, but my story is a little different with that. Um, so I, my parents, my parents were divorced. I was staying in California with my father and all of a sudden I started to feel really sick. So I called my mother who happened to be here in Houston, Texas, who was an LVN. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm, my breath, my breath feels like it's, it's going away. I don't, my chest hurts, all of this stuff. So she tells me to immediately hang up, call 911. It was so bad that I actually had to leave the front door open and sit at the front door because I felt like my body was just shutting down. I was just completely getting weak. My, my whole body was just like, I can't say numb because I didn't feel anything. I guess I can't say numb, but it's just, they had, they had, the door had to be open for them to get to me, period. So I went through ambulance to the hospital and I remember coming to seeing the mountains. I'm a nature baby. So I saw the mountains. It was like, oh, that's gorgeous. And I fell back asleep. And the next thing I knew, um, I woke up in the hospital and I saw my mom in front of me. So I was out for a while and they hadn't given me anything. My whole body was just shutting down. So they um, had given me IVs and I'm really sensitive to needles. So it had gotten to the point that you know, I guess they gave me enough drugs or something like that where I, it was it was hard to take the needle for the IV, but I had to get several. Most people only get one, two at the most. I had more than several of them because my veins kept popping. You know, and I knew when my veins would pop and I was like, look, my vein pop, I need somebody to fix this and do that in pain, but still in and out of it, you know? So it got to the point where as I'm coming in and out of it, I'm listening to the doctor telling my mom, we don't know what to do for her. She's dying. Her body's, her body's shutting down. And my mom made them test me for lupus because they did not. And um, according to her, you know, they were like, well, we don't want to test her for lupus because she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not showing the signs of lupus. It just doesn't look like lupus. But because God gave me the adamant mother that I had, she made them test me for lupus. So once they tested me, the fire markers came back, excuse me, the biomarkers came back positive and then they started giving me all the right medication and I started to come too. The one thing I remember for that is I was hungry. That's all I can remember. I don't know how many days had passed or anything. All I know is I was hungry and somebody needed to give me food and give me food now. <laughs> so oh, that wow. was my story. <laughs> yeah. And how old were you when you went through this? I was right out of high school. So I want to say around 18, 19 years old. 1819. And um, one of the things that I heard, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, is that lupus is prevalent in African American communities, and the Latino and the Hispanic community and some Asian populations. So as as your background and you being a lupus survivor, as well as an advocate, do you go into these predominantly colored communities and help them look for the signs of lupus? Because everyone could react differently. And whether it shows up as a rash on your skin, something external, or whether it's something internally. And another thing that I've heard is um, some people said that they were misdiagnosed with rheumatoid 
arthritis instead of lupus, when in fact it was really lupus, but they didn't really do a RCA root cause analysis to rule out whether or not it was lupus. So they were on the wrong medication, the wrong treatment plan, and then they were still going through this suffering. So the thing with that is, is lupus is an open door, right? I've said that it's your, it's your autoimmune system that is confused. So it leaves an open door for all these different ailments. And so the one that's popular is the one they're going to not diagnose you with. They're not going to automatically go to lupus. Because like you said, it's not on the top of the docket to run those tests for that. Um, and it's mostly in the African, it's, like, it's as if you have the more pigment you have, the better, the greater risk it is for you to have lupus. And in my, in my history, from what I studied and what I've seen now, they don't, on, on paper, it says that we're more prevalent than getting it, but you know, just in, in layman's terms, that's what it is. So it affects everyone, everyone, no matter what, who you are, where you are, or uh, what religion, what religion, what culture you are. So just in that, it being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis or like my mother passed away, she passed away from heart failure. If she, if she did not know her lupus history or wasn't telling them her lupus history, they would have just marked it down as heart failure and not put two and two together for lupus. Unfortunately, a lot of doctors um, don't even find out or families don't even find out that their loved one had lupus until after they die and there's an autopsy done. And it was like, oh, they had lupus. We had no idea. They, were, they passed away from lupus. So it's not at the, like you said, it's not at the top of the list as it should be. Wow. And thank you for saying that. And I'm sorry for your, for your loss. It's never easy losing a parent. I lost my dad in November of 2020, um, which was horrendous. And um, with your mom having lupus, do you think that you got your lupus due to hereditary or environmental factors? Um, honestly, I think I got it hereditary. I think it came out due to, due to environmental because my grandmother on my, on my dad's side had lupus. And that's what she passed away from. And then my mother passed away from lupus. My dad actually passed away from cancer. And so, but he showed a lot of signs of lupus, which, I mean, they don't have it on paper, but I think lupus opens the door for cancer. So it's just, it, it, I think it's hereditary in my family because it seems like it pops up every now and then um, in somebody. And then when you're in a certain type of environment, and your body gets stressed out about something because stress is the biggest factor, unfortunately, when it comes to having a flare, you know? So if your body's stressing out about the environment and the weather changes and things like that, there you go, end up in the hospital. And then half the time the doctors think you're crazy, just want medicine, especially for, you know, we got our, our MVPs, <laughs> MVPs, I like to call them, in the lupus community who knows their body, who knows what they need and this, that, and the other. And a lot of times it's a lot of the stronger medication that you need because your body has already adjusted to all the little stuff. If all I needed was the little stuff, I could have stayed home with the medication I have. I'm here for a reason. And so when you ask for a certain type of medication, they think you're a drug addict. And that's not even the case. It's like, no, I know it works for my body. If you're gonna give me that, I could have stayed home, you know? I didn't, I didn't need you for that. You know, a lot of times <laughs> I, I tell the, I, the doctors always ask you that question. So are you taking any drugs? I was like, no, nothing, nothing what you guys prescribed me. You know, you want to see the list? <laughs> I'm a drug addict that way. I mean, what else can you go on? It's like, there's no need for nothing else out to, to go out on the street and get because you guys stuffed me full of everything. You know, it comes to a point where you advocate for yourself and you're like, no, just wait. Let me, let me see what else I can do. So you have all these different chemicals going through your body. 
But yeah, they do tend to ask you if you're a drug addict. They, you know, treat you all kinds of different ways with the, the popular diseases and they treat those and forget about lupus because the, if you treat the main thing, you'll be able to heal everything. So in a sense, why treat the main thing if you won't come back? Mm, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, it's a money, it's a money's game. And it's also a numbers game, in my opinion, because I believe that pharmaceutical drugs put certain medications onto physicians and those physicians are then supposed to offload that medication onto certain patients because there are certain metrics and KPIs, which are key performance indicators that need to be um locked and docked in the books in order for them to continue to get funding. And I feel like if you give a medication and you look at all the side effects on that medication, then they then go on to prescribe you with another form of medication to combat the side effects. And I'm like, seriously. And I feel like there's so many different ways that our body, which is a powerful thing, can heal ourselves. I'm also a believer. So I believe in, you know, God and the higher power. And that's one thing that I like um, that you mentioned in one of your um, background bios is you, instead of when the doctor said, no, God said, go. And that helped you catapult you where you are. And I want to segue into Gibson lupus because that is part of your brand and you're also a CEO. So let's talk about how lupus has actually worked out in your favor. So it's called the Gibson lupus ARC and ARC stands for Autoimmune Resource Center. So as I started to come out on the clearer side of things, because I went through many years of just medication fog, so I couldn't remember a whole lot of anything. But as I started, um, oh, well, there's a story behind that. A doctor, she gave me a medication. It blew me up to 200 and something pounds. I told her I have never been this big my entire life. What is going on? She said, don't worry about it. You're just fat. Hmm. So since I'm just fat, I'm going to take this medication. It, yeah, yeah that, that, that whole thing right there, I was like, I just told you this has never happened to me before. I, I've been big before, but I ain't never been like this. You know, I'm not was really huge. My cousins and my cousin and family used to make fun of me. They was like, if I get a pen, I could probably just pop you like a balloon. That's how big I got, you know? So everybody's looking at me like, you know, the little blippy walking down the street. They're not used to that. But when that doctor told me that, it made me get off of that medication instead of just trusting everything the doctor said. Because later on down the road, you know, after stop taking the medication, she looked at me, she said, you look great. What'd you do? I said, stop taking your pills. And so she put on my paperwork non-compliant. So most of the doctors that I had after that treated me as if I was not going to listen to them anyway. So I had to learn how to doctor myself because they weren't listening to me and what I had to say, because they just automatically assumed I wasn't going to listen anyway, which wasn't the case. You know, I needed to know something. So I knew how to deal with it. So with that, um, going into that season, I started seeing that there was a lot of stuff out there that I had no idea about. And I was like, I can't be the only person that doesn't know about all these little things that are out there. Not saying the major organizations, but the ones that teach you how to live on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes, we need a cure. But if I'm straight out the hospital, who's going to help me cook if I'm single or clean my house? There's organizations out there that actually do that. You know, so why not help people find those organizations? and say, hey, I need your help. Or, you know, the, some of the organizations are even run by those who have lupus or autoimmune disorder. And sometimes those organizations have to stop because that person has gotten sick or they've run out of money. And that shouldn't be the case. 
So with this organization, we want to help people find what they need, donate to those organizations and volunteer for those organizations so they can stay up and running. And also teach people uh, self-development so that they know how to live not in a bubble of disability and disappointment because the whole system sends you in a circle of non-success. And it's not true. You know, we have organizations out there using people who are on disability. They say, I'll pay for your room and board, which is great. But by the time they make it home, they're worrying about how they're going to pay their rent. It's not. That's why. You got people making millions on millions of dollars of speaking, doing exactly what you're asking them to do. Not to say that you're going to get paid for everything, but for the most part, you shouldn't be having to worry about your rent. Exactly. So this organization itself uh, it teaches self-development, one, to put you in the mindset, a business mindset, um, and understand the ins and outs. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone, and I let people know that, but there is something you can do so that, one, you don't lose your disability because most, a lot of people only keep it because of their insurance. They need the insurance, and I understand that. I've been there. So teaching them how to make the money that they're capped at because when you're on disability, you're only allowed to make so much money over that. Yes, that right there, <laughs> so much money over that, you know, but showing them different ways where they can actually do that, keep their disability and their insurance and be able to pay the rent, you know, live a comfortable lifestyle. It may not be extravagant and everything yet, but you can at least be at a point where your bills are paid. You don't have to worry about a whole bunch, you know? So that's what the organization itself is. So we collab with different organizations, you know, and do fundraisers so that we can pay the, the minor bills that we have throughout the organization to help promote in a big way for all the other ones. That's what we're about. And that's beautiful that you do that because I know I'm based in Houston and I think you are too, Sorrel. Do you partner with the Lupus Walk? I know this year they're doing something different. They're taking the walk out of downtown Houston and they're going to do it on the campus of TSU. And I was like, what? That's different. That is different. So unfortunately, um, I do not partner with them. They're not big on partnering with any, uh, any organization. Unfortunately, there's a lot of organizations out here that's basically like, I have to get mine. You know, so um not everybody's willing to partner up because they're trying to make sure that they can maintain what they have going on and bring in more money into them so therefore they look at everybody else's competition and i'm pulling together organizations who understand who understand that hey everybody has to get theirs but there's also a greater good in coming together within the community so we don't partner we don't partner up we do tell people about the walk because it's a great awareness thing uh, to be out there, but we do other, we partner up with other organizations. Like there's an organizations, um, <clears throat> Mel, Mel, Lupus, Mel Lupus Warrior uh, with Emmett Henderson III. He um, is a gentleman who's really, really pushing, pushing the envelope up there because it's only 10% men and 90% women. So it's still a lot when the, the numbers are so, so high for men, they look at 10% like, oh, that's nothing. It's a woman's disease. And that's not the case. So he's coming in strong, him and um, Dion with uh, Beat Lupus. They collab together and uh, Emmett is in San Diego and Emmett, I mean, Dion is on the other side of the world. I'm sorry, I don't know what city he's in. Sorry, Dion. Um, <laughs> I don't know which city he's in, but I try to collaborate with different organizations like that. Uh, we also have a international lupus pageant. 
to make sure that we get people acclimated from across the waters over here and us over there so that we can come together to help one another because you never know what somebody knows that you may not know. That's beautiful. And I would love um, to see you take your organization to some of the local schools because May is Lupus Awareness Month. And you um, you guys also use the color purple for awareness. So why did the lupus um, organization choose purple and what does it signify? So the color purple, it was originally the color orange that was used by everybody overseas, you know? And then the color purple came along because someone just decided they wanted to change it and made it in May. So it was the color orange in the month of October. And then somebody came along and said, no, we want purple and put it in May. So there are some states that still celebrate October in the color orange. And there's some states that, you know, a lot of states that celebrate May in the color purple. So what we do, we put it all together. <laughs> we got it, you know, and that makes it stand out tremendously because there's colors out here, but they stand for so many different things. And purple stands for a lot, you know, not just the lupus. So with putting orange and purple with the white or white pen for the sign of unity, we was like, okay, for one, we'll stand out. And two, you know, it's a sign of unity. Mm -hmm. So that I, I'm not exactly sure who decided, hey, I don't want orange or October, but that's where we ended up. <laughs> that is awesome. And for anyone out there who is struggling with lupus currently, and they just feel like they're at their wits end, what type of advice or encouragement would you give them? Don't give up. If you're still waking up every morning, you have a purpose here on earth. And I know it seems as if, I know it really seems as if, why me is the question. Why do I have to go through this? what you don't realize is you're stronger than you realize. You're so much stronger than you give yourself credit. If you make it through what you make through, you can actually help someone else and that will help you. Don't give up. You have, we, we need you here and we, we can help you as you need us. That's beautiful. And I just want to encourage um, anyone out there battling lupus. Uh, there's a reason why the torch was given to you. And it's not for you to just hold it and illuminate yourself, but it's for you to take that torch and illuminate other pathways to be the pillar to help somebody else because you never know how the test that you endure can be the testimonies and you never know how the messes that you go through personally or professionally in your life can turn into that overarching message to really set somebody free and ignite the flames to continue to spread like fire. And I'm talking uh, metaphorically here. And even though you're going through lupus, there is a reason for the season that you're in. And if you would just weather the storm and, st and stand steadfast and keep on going, you'll see how a business can rise up out of your struggle. You'll see how you can meet people who are going through something similar, but because you did not give up, you encourage them and you allow them to embrace the season that they're in. And Zuriel is a lupus survivor, but she's also an advocate. And by her sharing her stories and her personal testimony, she's able to bring light to others. I wanna add to that. 
because a lot of people feel like when they're going through something, they're like, why should I want to share? Why do I want people to see the way I look? Why do I, I mean, these are all questions I've had in my, my own head. You know, it's like, I'm struggling. I don't, I can't help anybody. I'm struggling. I, I don't want to help anybody. I'm struggling. I look ugly. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. The fact of the matter is you don't always have to be in front of somebody on a stage. Your life speaks volumes just by you being here and standing. Somebody is always watching, always watching. And if you stand strong and take care of yourself, that gives them, that encourages them to do more for themselves. Yes, that that is so true. Somebody is always watching. And when you think somebody's not watching, they are watching. Because I can't tell you how many times like I've gone to the grocery store and y'all, I don't wear makeup as it is unless it's for a special occasion. And someone will be like, oh, I saw you at Kroger's or I saw you here. And I'm like, what, Uh me? And or one day I went to church and this church um, is broadcast on television and someone literally took a picture of the screen when I was on the screen and sent it to me. Hey, I saw that you were at this church and I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff. You get taken aback with that one. You'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you see me where? You see me everywhere, don't you? <laughs> so. You have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, y'all. Yes, <laughs> that part right there. <laughs> so, Zuriel, what is your call to action? My call to action is to get people to know what lupus is. Understand what lupus is, that it's more than just a name that they put out there, but the actual definition and know that we can come together as a community of family, even if we don't like, because everybody don't like everybody in their family, but you know your family. So just to come together, <laughs> love people regardless, you know, you just, you just love them for who they are. And you, you place people appropriately when you love them for who they are, you know, so we are calling people out to say, hey, help us help you help others. That's what we want to do. Help us help you to help others. Participate in the events we have going on. Support the organizations that have come on board. We're here to make sure that everybody does well. And how can the listeners, as well as the viewers, connect with you, Zariel? What is your website and where do you hang out on social media? Um, So we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. Gibson Lupus Arc, A-R-C, Lupus Advocate on Twitter. So also the website is www.gibson, G-I-B as in boy, S-O-N, lupus, L-U-P-U-S-A-R-C.org. And you can also call us or text 832-856-0341. And all of your contact information will be in the show notes. And Zariel, would you like to leave us with a profound quote? Oh, okay. That's on the spot. So this is something that I say to myself that I believe it'll be powerful for anybody. You are worth more than you give yourself credit and your life is needed by me and many others. Ooh, you got to drop that gem again. You are <sighs> worth more than you give yourself credit. Then you give yourself credit and you are needed by me 
and many others. And you are needed by me and many others. And if y'all need to get up and say it in the mirror, put your power pose on, then do that so you could feel the energy and the positive vibrations so you could get upbeat and get going because the world needs you to shine. So as we wind down, y'all, I want to encourage you to tap in with Zuriel Gibson. Go out there and learn more about lupus and spread the awareness and share this segment with somebody else because you never know how something as small as a share can change the trajectory of someone's life just by them listening for education, getting inspired, and being motivated. And until we chat next time, I love to say peace, love, and lots of blessings. And have yourself an amazing day. Subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and follow us on YouTube, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. This has been a phenomenal segment and I can't thank Zuriel enough for gracing us with her presence and dropping some gems today. My pleasure. And y'all go out there and really educate yourself on this autoimmune disease because you need to know what to look out for. And remember, this disease does not discriminate. So no matter what color you are, you can be carrying it. So get ahead of the curve and just make sure that you are really producing as well as getting yourself checked out because what good is wealth if you can't truly celebrate the wealth that you have, enjoy it because your health is suffering. So keep that in mind. And until we chat next time, be blessed. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast